It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, Friday, 17th of September, we are the Bangers and Trash podcast. I am joined, as always, by some familiar voices. We've got Tony two times, we've got Pietro, and we've got Marcello. It must be a big show. We've got the, the whole damn crew. How you doing, guys? Good. Not a lot of noise. Very well, Matthew. I don't even know which one I am. Yeah, not a lot of noise from the, the Chirby Brothers because they're both eating. Uh, eating. Must be, must be their dinner time. Um, what did you think of last night's game? Let's get straight into it. Thoroughly oh, no. enjoyable. Again, another good game on prime time. I thought uh, very watchable. Um, I'm devastated. I don't know why. I, he was getting hammered all game, <laughs> stood up to it, and then that at the end. Yeah. Do you think, let's have a question, do you think it was Daniel Jones's fault or Slayton's drop? Because that seems to be the biggest thing on Twitter. That would have iced the game, by the way. Giants would have won that game. It was an open goal in the NFL world. I don't know if I could blame Dan, because he was ready to throw that ball before Slayton became free. The coverage, from what I remember, that the guy stood still as he went, just as he went past him. That's when Dan throws the ball. I mean, so, so is drop. he expecting? Is he expecting a blown coverage? No, I think Dan's throwing out towards the back of the end zone to avoid any sort of interception. And I think it's on Slayton. Mm, I'm the opposite. When a man is that wide open, it's an overthrow. It, think about when you throw that. it. It's, it's an over. It was catchable. The ball was catchable. No doubt about it, but. When he's got 20 yards on the, on the closest DB, it's an overthrow. Mm. Sort of by mm. timing. Okay, well, let's talk oh. about something else from that game. It's the fancy value of Saquon back. What are your views? Anyone panicking yet? I got, yeah, so would you rather Saquon or Gibson rest the season? You know what you're playing, would you rather? I would rather. <laughs> Gibson, but it's close, I think, after last night. Price I don't think that's a fair question because, right. well, we know Saquon was going to be on a snap count for both these games, and it was a I short think. turnaround. So for rest so of the until, season. Yeah, so until we see Saquon up to speed, if he, well, Saquon could be up to speed next week, but fully ready to go, or they could say, you know what, we'll wait another two weeks. And in that case, two, that makes a big difference. In scoring. Okay, let's assume Saquon's up to speed because he played 84% snaps. So I reckon that's in the 90 next week. Who would you rather rest? That's a no brainer. Saquon's one of the best running backs in the league. Time okay. shows you Saquon Barkley. I'm still going Gibson. What are you saying, Charles? Or Matt? I'm saying Gibson. Shallow Gibson. I'm not. I'm actually saying back. Oh, wow. Okay. Two and two then. Two and two. The, the snap came. Scared me a little bit with Gibson last night. I'm not going to lie. The game was close throughout, and it was, I think, 60 40 in Gibson's favor, of course, but yeah. still 60 40. And because it got the goal line, which is a big deal for Gibson because he lived off that game last year. I mean, you could talk about Shannon, but Riverboat Ron's having a laugh there with what they do at running back. So I, I know it was it's not straightforward. Uh, no, it wasn't just the down. I think it was two-minute offense as well. So in the two-minute offense, McKissick, if whoever starts that drive, usually it's McKissick, 
it's very hard for a, a running back to be subbed in. I they had all off season, in my opinion, they had all off season to plan for that first game, and they gave Gibson the work. I think they had a short week, and I think they just went right preparation for on a short week. Let's just I don't know do what we did last year, for example, when that were like bits as well. I think they went back to that. I think ten days they'll give Gibson the work again. Um, it is an interesting question, though. I think they're very close now. Um, so what's your um, issue with Barkley then? Is it the O line? Yeah, it's the offense in general. What, what, what's the difference between Barkley or Mixon now? Someone who gets all the volume, but not on a great offense. Oh, it's Cincinnati a good offense actually. So I'd probably go Mixon there again. So think of someone who hasn't got a great uh, offense, but has lots of touch. I, I, I just see his upside is cap for that off. That's what I would say. Even though Daniel Jones looked better. But he also had a full rushing. So he is full men up. A few things. Like, I, I think I, next week... Oh, sorry. Oh, crack on. No, I'd just say next week will be a good test tonight because he's got the Falcons coming up. Obviously, he gets a 10-day rest. So that'll be a good test to see where he, he truly is and whether he is 100% after the, the injury. Yeah, I think that's fairer. But if ever in doubt, I I always think talent and take on his talent. Okay, nice. Well, that's uh, a bit of last night's debate. Let's move into the the stats and sits for Sunday. Hopefully, some uh, some more exciting games. Tony, we'll go to you first, and we'll start with the quarterback position. Give us a start. I'm going to say uh, Matthew Stafford away to Indianapolis. Start. Um, I don't think he was in the automatic start. To be honest, when he was drafted, I, th- I think some people obviously took him and started him against Chicago at home. But now I think he's in pretty much automatic start. Um, they throw a lot on. I think Henderson had about thirty yards in the first half, and uh, even when they were up on Chicago, they still. Obviously, his bonds up and Jefferson pushed him over the top, but he had a perfect pass rate in this game. So you have to start, I think. Nice. Hey, give us another one. I picked someone who I honestly could think I could pick him here every single week, and I put Jalen Hurts in here. Oh, yes. And <laughs> we talked about it off season. I have seen enough. I don't care he's playing the 49ers. I, I'm playing him. That's him. I've aimed for someone mid-tier, someone who probably would have had a backup drafted with him. If he drafted Hurts, he probably would have drafted a second QB. I think we should be confident in all of him every week. Nice. Let's talk to someone who's been hurt by Jalen Hurts. Jim Dainon. Hello. Give us a call. It's not Jalen Hurts. Um, no, Hurts will have a good week. But mine, I'm, I'm tempted by two. I, I've seen Teddy B. Staying on this list, he's more than likely a, a QB2 for most. Sorry. I see. Blowing into that much. It's, it's Tony getting excited about Jalen Hurts. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> All right. So get a bit distracted. Getting a bit hot and heavy. Yeah, the match okay. was just fantastic for Teddy B against Jacksonville. I, I know we saw Jacksonville get pummeled by the Texans last week. So. Uh, what do you think a, a team like Denver is going to do to them? It could be a heavy run game strip, but Teddy B will chip in. And in a similar way, I think Baker should have a good game against Houston, who 
obviously beat Jacksonville last week, but not a really a, a true test of where they're at. So those two QBs, or I think on a, on that fringe of a QB one range, could be a starter. Okay, nice. Anything to add to that, gents? Yeah, sure. You're shaking your head and you look disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's I actually have Mayfield down as one of my potential sits. Oh, and Chalos Ch- listening as a start. There we go. And it's not because I, oh, it's not because I think him terrible, but I just think there's a bit. We discussed it last week, didn't we, Tony? That yeah, they're a run-heavy team, and my worry is I think his upside is pretty capped. And against the Texans, there's a risk that they either run away with it. But even if they are slightly behind, I think they still lean on the run. So I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Mayfield, and he's not going to score big numbers. See, the reason I mentioned these two, I think, is because they are safe. They are safe to play. Both of them are going to give you a safe floor. And that's why I picked them. In this range, you can't be shooting for the stars. You could say, I don't know, Winston in this range, and he could give you another five touchdown game, or he could give they you a see, touchdown to interception game. That's I, where I, I completely go, disagree. I, I much prefer to go safe if I have a filling quarterback. No, so, I so you'd start Baker over Jameis Winston. Yes. Yeah. The point of start sit is to literally pick up someone off the wire who is going to go off. That is, or someone off your bench. We're picking someone who's going to have a great game. Baker Mayfield's not going to have a great game. He's going to have an average game. That doesn't make him a start for me. That makes him a. The thing that really scared me about Baker is last week they, they put 29 points on Kansas City and he only got 13. As a, as a fancy back um, in a game where they have to keep up with. I know they got up, and that just goes to Pietro's point, you know, they were up in that game by two scores against, against Kansas City, a bit of a surprise, and he only got that many. He's going to be up by more than two scores in this game. Um, I would probably start James. Against KC, there was only one game plan, that was Kill Clark. That was the reason why Baker wasn't unleashed. He wasn't a later throw. It was all run. Kill the clock as much as possible, there, drag it down to two seconds, run the ball. Again, there it's is not no going to be the same. But, but hang on, that's, that, might be great. that might be game Cleveland game plan all season. You know, it, I mean, is. They, it could that, be. It could it be, could be could easily could with be. those running backs. Also, I don't yeah. think there is any unleashed Baker. I mean, <laughs> there's no such thing. He does what he does, and basically he's going to hand the ball off a lot. That's, that's your unleashed of Baker. He wasn't even my main sit, but when you said it, I had to mention it. Jimmy G was yeah. the other one that I. I'm not oh. enamoured of this week. I mean, if you got a quarterback by committee, then you just can't be happy. <laughs> you just really can't. Any Tell mistake us. as well, he's on the bench. Tell his face for the listeners. Tells me he's a man ready to come back on this podcast <laughs> on Tuesday night. And he will wave every flag possible if he's right. He is ready. He's taking <laughs> all this in. One week, so be it. He's taking it all in his stride. Um, Let's move on to the running back position. Give us a start. Yeah. Um, you're going to notice a theme here. That I'm pretty sure that every single one of these players I've picked, Antonio has, and he's actually playing me this week. Didn't know. But um, I've gone for Damian Harris. Most <laughs> <laughs> Damian Harris. So many carries. Was it 25 last week? I mean, you drafted him late. You've got to be quite happy with that. I don't care that he fumbled. He's getting the ball again, and he's running against the Jets. So I'm quite happy with Damien Harris. They call I've him avoided any Harris. 
Oh yeah, I, I, oh, I, to be about. honest, I'm. Uh, I, I've got Harris. I, I just, don't, I don't. If he, if he doesn't score a touchdown, he is going to struggle to get twelve points every week. So, I'm not overly. Against the Jets. Yeah, he, obviously, you know, the, the odds are he does get a touchdown in this game, but but you know, I've got that feeling every week when I start him. So, um, I'm not. I'm not. He's always a flex. I'd be scared as him as my RB two. Um, but that's kind of the discussion we're having. We're picking stats yeah. here about two point flex, and I think he's a, a pretty safe this week. Very well, I've ch- I've, I've gone for someone. I didn't realize you had him, so you've gone for my my flex, and I've gone for your flex. By the looks of things, Chase Edmonds is a start. I think it's going to be first game at home in Arizona. In you know on that fast track or whatever they've got there with Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think they have any problems with Viking defense, which uh, Shallow thought was going to be a lot better than they were last week. So Edmonds should have a field day there. Um, and I don't think they're going to be up enough, you know, or, or I don't think they're going to be up enough to give Connor a bit of work, if that makes sense. I think it'll be close and therefore Chase will get enough run. Um, that's my, my start at running back. Nice. Yeah, add one on. Uh, I'm not sure whose flex this guy is, but uh, there's a theme to mine, and it's agreement as it is my stats. Again, I'm not sure what the spread is in this game, but if it's, if it's anything less than 15, I'm taking over. So, um, yeah, agreement. Start a week on the ground in the air. I can see Pietro's face. We've got to cut to Pietro, Matt. Cut to him. Yeah, he's, got, to Pietro, to he's confused. Yeah. He's confused. We're going live to Pietro you... somewhere in Newport. Right. Baker Mayfield's your start. <laughs> and then you go and pick the running back right next to him, Kareem Hunt, who is the number two running back on the team to Nick Chubb. So, yeah, explain it to me, please. I just did. Did you not just hear me about the points? I mean, uh, this team sass. is expected. I think I think they're expected to go over 30, 32 points. Correct. And I think one thirty-two points. That's nice. Yeah, I don't need running the backs and kick out. We'll have a great day. Yeah, yeah. So Chad is thinking points for everyone. Yeah, it's points, is. it's points galore. It's points galore. I mean, if you watch the Houston Jags game last week, the the Texans literally got handed the victory by the Jags. It was nothing to do with the Texans being. Even a modestly good team, it was literally a handover from the Jag. So expect just so expect a real big rebound. If they're going to win the game so dominantly, then they're going to run the ball. And they're very good at running the ball. So Baker Mayfield's going to do absolutely nothing of importance. Your logic does not sit right with me, I'm afraid. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure is wanna, wild. If, if he scores anything less than 18 points, we're going to have it. Okay? 20. 20 points is a, is a start for me for a QB. You win six. Wow. Yellow is Matt, you're writing these down. You're writing yeah, these down, I'm, Matt. I'm, I am. Yeah, keep tabs on me. Cello, let's stick with you for the, for the wide receiver position. Then. You have, I mean, are you going to go to the same well? No. Uh, the uh, same am I team? To do... No, I'm not. I go for another <laughs> high-scoring game. I got Mike Williams of these Dallas. I mean, we saw that Dallas defense in the opening game. Every single Bucks had a good game. Um, so Mike Williams got pe- got peppered in week one, and he 
to me, he just he looked different. He looked healthy. He looked leaner, more athletic. What's not the like? He's the number two target with, I won't say the best quarterback he's ever had, but the most offensive quarterback he's had, let's call it. Shallow's yeah. a weatherman and a physio, eh? Shallow, I was waiting for Pietro to call Mike Williams fat just to piss on Shallow's <laughs> chips because uh, he called him athletic. I got nothing to say about that. It's a great thing. Us. Unlike UP. I'd take it back. I'd take it back. I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> P, give us, a, give us yours then, mate. Your start of the week for wide receiver. Um, it was tough to pick a Tampa Bay, but um, <laughs> please, here I'm going, yeah. It's Antonio Brown. I mean, just saying, what well, I saw last. Fantastic. I know, Antonio. It's, I picked your entire team, but Antonio Brown is a good start. You drafted him in what the range? Tense range. We're getting him in. He's not in the top five or six. You get, you're getting WR1 this week, same as last week. Are you concerned about the receiver no. roulette? No. You think Antonio Brown is a solid player? The, the odd man out, I think Godwin is the favourite target. Alongside yeah. Brown, the touchdown upside is definitely with another name, a tight end, the Mike Mcbrayder, and Mike Evans might be the odd man out here. As I said in the offseason, and he relies on red zone look touches, but if they disappear, you you probably still get your face in the yard receiver, but he needs those touchdowns to finish at the top tier. He might be the odd man out. He might be. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for a couple, couple. Yeah. Well, first thoughts on Evans. I've I've been Team Godwin all all off season, so I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I've gone for a couple of receivers who uh, can easily fill a flex position in the PPR league, especially Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro. I think. Pittsburgh are pretty bad against the slot receiver, and I think they'll pressure. So TJ Watt will come after um, Derek Carr. Don't think he's going to have time. He's going to look for Waller and Renfro. So Renfro's pretty safe. I think he's quite low, especially on DFS. He's someone I'm plugging in as a, as a flex. Jacoby Myers had nine targets last week. Uh, so he out got two or three targets more than Aguilar. Aguilar got the touchdown. I think my, it, it, I think it goes back to Myers this week against the Jet. Um, uh, Mac Jones looked really good. So I'm on that board, I think. Nice. Anything to add? Before we move on to tight end. Fantastic. Well, let's go to the tight end specialist himself. Yeah, sure. Loves the tight end. Give us your that Who's it that? Like? Is it? Oh, right. Hang on a minute. He's going to go for my team. Oh, it's Kelsey. He's probably oh, he's probably not. He's probably not a star. He's not. A star. He's I, I couldn't do Kelsey. No, I got. I picked three tight ends. I, I own three leagues, but um, I can league, decide which one. So I, I'm only going to pick one. I, I'm still trying to decide. I like all three. They're all probably all going to come up. But and I go Noah fan because because of the injury last. I think his value has increased the most. <laughs> I own all three, as I just said. 
The other two names are guaranteed to come up. I'd be shocked. But no offense, my name. Okay. That's it. Shallow. I think this is probably the last time I'm going to be able to name this one. And it's, uh, it's Tyler Higby. He's everything you want from a double digit rank tight end when you drafted him. Uh, this week just gone. Let me just bring up the stats. So what do you mean last played, time? He played because he's just going to be an auto startup, I think, sooner rather than later. So this week just gone, 100% of the snap. He ran a right or a route on 93% of staffers drop back. 23% target share. No other tight end quarter pass to, to the ramp. So, I mean, what more do you want from a non-top three tight end? Who are they playing, Charles? And, and I'll, I'll mention the, the matchup as well. Yes, it's a difficult matchup, but bear in mind, Darius Lennon has mispracticed two days in a row now, which is, well, defensive team captain, the highest earner, the best tight end. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he is a locked and loaded tight end for the rest of the season. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that uh, cover two zone that they play pretty much 100 percent of the time. We'll see. Number one against tight ends last year. They were. Um, I've gone for Pitts because I want to run it back with someone from that game. So I think Godwin. We talked about Brown, Gronk. They're all going to score. I think that means that Atlanta need to throw. I don't think I'm going to go with Ridley against. Tampa Bay corners, so I think Pitts has a good game. And again, you're looking at DFS stacking and running back with someone from the same team. That's how I nearly made a fortune last week. And Shallow's all inclusive use of the word root. Fantastic, fantastic. Special shout out Cole Komet's a good start, and Jared Cook. We talked about Mike Williams earlier, that game, attack that game. Uh, Jared Cook, all right, and Kamat, the two lower starts. So. Wrong summer start. Wrong as well. Um, I got Pete Justin. Yeah, no, I like that. Any any other players you want to check in? Uh, any in any position, uh, before we move. Nothing at the obvious. I think. Nope. Right. Let's get some six on the go then. Quarterback first. We've we've named a few. But, uh, Sorry, did you see me? Yeah. Yeah. I told you this. I, I said I'd be with Mayfield, so I don't see the upside this week. And Jimmy G, I, if you did draft him as you started, I think, what were you doing, one? But um, it's, it's quarterback by committee. Yeah. I, I can't get my head around it and I can't play it. Fine. Uh, and Tony, give us some quarterback always. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think I'm gonna sit him against Denver. Hate it. Um, didn't show me enough doing the three quarters against Houston, and then obviously got garbage time, which obviously counts. Might be the story. Hello. There's not a whole lot of drafted quarterbacks who you can really sit this week. On the fringe, probably Matt Ryan against the Bucks. Um, 
probably be a, a push at Kirk Cousins as well against Arizona. So what Janet Jones done last week. Kirk Cousins is not exactly the most mobile quarterback. So I expect under 16 points for both of those. Very nice. Running back, Tony, who you're you not playing. Um, I'm going to say Tyson Williams here. I think people are going to look at his score line stats from last week. They're going to look at the matchup against Kansas City, which is good for running backs. Um, and they're going to see a solid RB2. You know, 50 points last week in his first game. But actually, what's going to happen is, you know, Murray's going to uh, start getting on the field more. They've elevated Freeman to the uh the, the, the 53, which means they're probably going to hold four. Uh, no, actually, they released some of them. They released a Trent Cannon. But any, anyway, it doesn't matter. I think there's going to be too much of a committee there. And uh, towards the end of that game, they did lose a bit of faith in him. And then the quotes came out and said, well, the day of the, the one running back's over. So, yeah, a bit worried about that one, even though the matchup's good against KC. I'm going to go for the most obvious, I think, and it's Jacobs. I mean, he's playing the Steelers. He's banged up. He didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday now. And yeah, I, I just don't trust him. To be honest, without the injury, I'd be questioning it. I know he had two touchdowns last week, but I think Tony pointed out podcast that wasn't great performance to run. So yeah, I wouldn't be enamored with Jacobs this week. Okay, Jello. I've got a list for you. <laughs> luckily, my, luckily my brother took one of them. I mean, all three of these were drafted as RB2s and I would, I would hope that you wouldn't have to start any of these three. Josh Jacobs is one, James Swift. Robinson's another, and no, it's not Swift. And Mike Davis is the third. Um, my brother mate Patrick Jacobs, so I'll skip over him. James Robinson, I, I mean, for as talented as he is, as long as Evan Myers there, he's he's shown that he's he's out of his debt in Jacksonville. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in two to three weeks' time if he's he's no longer head head coach down there. Um so yeah, I think you had I want to say seven touches last game. Carlos mm-hmm. High carried to the first and second down work up against Denver who were a decent run defense also just I would I, not even as a flex I would try and avoid him completely and Mike Davis well we saw the Cowboys didn't even think about running the ball uh, on the interior against Tampa Bay and I don't see why would they would just smash Mike Davis up the middle 10 to 15 times it just doesn't make sense to me if he can make some work in the past game then he might salvage 7 to 8 points but he is, these are all border, borderline flex plays. Agreed. Yep, agreed on that. There are no goes. That's all in agreement. Right, wide receiver. Where are we going first? Let's go back to Shadow. Oh, you're testing me now. I did have, uh, my sick was, was Kenny Galladay, but obviously he's already playing now, so I'm going to have to uh, think, think elsewhere. I don't like any of the Jags receivers. I, I, all three, all three of them are sick. So take me on that while you will. The Denver secondary, although it looked a bit green in the opener, 
I mean, obviously the, the rookie is going to take time to acclimatize to the NFL, but I, I, if you're in a pinch, Chenault maybe just on a target volume standpoint, but truly Marvin Jones got bailed out by a touchdown. DJ Jack was under 50 yards and Chenault had six catches for around 50 yards. So none of them are, are truly startable, even as flex play. Mm-hmm. No, I was laughing then because the show the prep work we do for a show. I have literally written down all of the Jags receivers. <laughs> I, can, I can give you one more if if you if you really want. I got one more as well. Uh, okay. I, I was, I'm, I'm going to add Robbie Anderson onto that list as well because what I saw in week one scared me. It, the, the, the target share again, he was four on the team in target. Failed out by the 50-odd yard touchdown. I mean, in, in the first game, if you're being out-targeted to a rookie, uh, I think that is a cause for concern. Yeah, I agree with that. Week, but we, had, we had a big discussion about that. And yeah, it's not looking very good. Tony? I am going to go with Brandon Cooks. I don't want anything to do with that Houston offense this week. And people will see his stat line last week. I think that's fine. I think he scares me against Cleveland. So, mm. I had Robbie Anderson as well. I think that's a good shout. I don't like uh, New Orleans. That I think they keep well, they kept the ball away from Aaron Rodgers last week. Might be something similar again. Talk or the game. Looks like a game and they can get away with it. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm not 100 percent sure about Cooks here, to be honest. I I'd be tempted. I I still think he gets enough volume that if you have him, you might you'd be strongly tempted to start him your flex. I don't think he's an automatic sit. I get what you said about being scared, but I don't think he fit someone like that that prominent in their team. And I say that because I'm actually gonna start him. He's wishing, he's wishing into it. Um, let's have a, a tight end sit for me to you then. Tell us first. Uh, I mean, this is an easy one. Mike Kosicki. Uh, <laughs> week one. He almost tied the rookie. A rookie tight end for snap play. Jordan Smythe was a tight end leader. He looked good in camp as well. Um, they, they're clearly not going to stick with Kosicki just on, on name value. I, I don't even think you roster him. There's there's other players around him in the same bracket. Paul Komet, Tony mentioned earlier. I'd rather have Paul Komet, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper. These are all tight ends. I'd rather have my roster than my start in, in week two. So. Nice one. He gives a thing. I've literally put Kaziki in capital letters. It was, <laughs> it was a disaster. Yeah. Disastrous performance yeah. last week. And Charles right. I mean, I struggle to get a start with tight ends with so many options. So there's better options though. Nice. Tony, you can uh, name someone different. Yeah. So uh, I, I went with the Browns uh, tight end in general because I just don't know. It looks like there's going to be a bit of a share there. Um, along with, I know obviously I'm going with a Browns player and Cello's probably going to go nuts because he's starting everyone on the Browns. <laughs> but reality <laughs> is. <laughs> These two, Hooper and Njoku, and even Harrison Bryant gone to the field. I 
you don't know if there's going to be enough volume in this game to keep them all active, and I don't know which one I would play. Therefore, they're all sitting. They are one to keep an eye on, though. So I think Joker looks a lot better yeah. this year. Keep an eye nice. on that one. I was going to say, Cooper's probably going to be the sit there, probably the only one drafted at all out of them. So, yeah. And Joker looked so much better than him last week. No, same rationale. Um, okay. That wraps us up. Nice quick show after the eight-hour show on Tuesday. I'm sure <laughs> people are still listening to it. Great content. Yeah, not knocking it. Only it. Yeah, true. And I know, Cello, you didn't show up because you were a healthy staff for uh, some of your terrible stats last week. Let's hope you've done better this week. I was prepping for today, Matt. That's what I was doing. Yeah, so I suspect <laughs> you might know. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tony, where can people find you? Uh, FF underscore lights out seven. Awesome. on Twitter. Uh, the rest of the guys you can find at Bangers Trash Pod. We'll get some of these stats and sit tight on Twitter later, and we'll put that uh, Barkley and Gibson debate on Twitter as well and see what people think. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next Tuesday to review this week's games and uh, look forward to more football. Cheers, everyone.